Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Cantina Mickey's podcast and our customary Thursday evening sort of time slot. Uh, running a little late, but here we are. Just got finished with El uh, Coca Champions, the second leg between Monterrey and Sporting Kansas City, or as they call them on Univision, Kansas. And uh, Monterrey winning 5-2 uh, with... Uh, the results of yesterday's 3-2 loss by Tigres over Santos, but winning 5-3 on aggregate. We have, uh, in, in my opinion, one of the one of the great rivalries in the world of soccer, the uh, uh, Clásico Regio, but we have a final, a final regia is what we have in the Coca Champions between Tigres and Monterrey. Will Tigres finally get to go to the Club World Cup? This is their fourth Final, I'm sorry, third third Conca Champions final, and they have uh, yet to, to win it. So we'll see what happens in the Conca Champions, and we'll talk about that. Of course, uh, we have to continue to talk about. We didn't we didn't we didn't dive dive deep enough last night on our special uh, late night driving edition of the Gentlemen's Agreement with the Tomas Boy and Chivas. And of course, we will get into that more. Hopefully, we'll have more of our panelists joining us to discuss that. As well, so a lot to get to. As I said, my name is George Goop. With us in beautiful, sunny Irvine, California, Joel Aceves joins us. Joel, how are you, sir? Greetings, John. Doing pretty good. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. The Thomas Boy news has already. It's already calmed. Yeah, I think things are not. Uh, you know he's already uh, he's already he's already trashed Cardoso, which 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 you knew was coming. You know, he's I not a, <laughs> yeah he's 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 not a fan of the uh, of the foreign influence in the uh, in Liga Mekis as uh, as you know. So uh, yeah, he uh, I don't know if I have the exact quote, but uh, yeah, he uh, definitely uh, uh, threw some shade threw some shade at uh, at Cardoso, which we'll get at here. I'll get to here in a second. But uh, before we do that, Joel, uh, we have another. As, as, as our music stings beautifully here, uh, right as we get into the meat of our show, we have uh, another All-Mexico final in the Conca Champions. You know, reading the, the timeline on the Twitter, you know, people like, you know, MLS is a joke. You know, you know how can you lose yeah. to on aggregate, blah, 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 which, <laughs> you know, it, it's true. But, you know, how, how quickly people forget, Joel, how quickly people forget that last year uh, an MLS side beat both Tigres and America in the Conca Champions. And then and then, yeah. and then and then lost in penalty kicks to Chivas in the final. So uh, let's uh, you know the, the the results play out in MLS's favor this time around. Absolutely not. Uh, you know, ten two aggregate is is uh, it it is almost as embarrassing as 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 when Pumas loses to America six zero on aggregate in the in the, in the Liguilla. So it's uh, ouch. Oof. ouch yeah, almost as embarrassing as that. See, I can't. I can't even play it loud because it's just, it's it's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. It's too embarrassing. Uh, no, but, I think it's it's pretty obvious that Liga MX is still, you know, they're they're still ahead of of MLS, especially those clubs. Especially, I would say the top four or five Liga MX are are, you know, head over shoulders over over MLS. Sure. But, and and you know, it's it sounds like. A tired cliche now. The whole the gap is closing. 
Uh, I think it's closed in many regards. Uh, I mean, they still have long ways to go, but we're seeing things that we shouldn't be ignoring. You know, uh, you know, like like the quality of players that the league keeps attracting. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, and, and, something and, and not just the has-beens. Yeah, that that was that was before, you know, and that's the image that, especially if, if we're like very pro Mexico, anti MLS, then you you know it's it's sort of the thing to trash on the league. Uh, but <clears throat> and the news going around now is that uh, they're going to go after Brian Fernandez, one of the top league IMX goal scorers. Sure. Yeah, and it's something that. You know, I wouldn't have, you know, a few months back, if I would have heard that, I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's you know, wishful thinking. But we, I mean, the Liga MX lost Ruiz Diaz to, to MLS. They did. They, they another did top the... Peruvian international. Well, I mean, it's something that we've talked about here on the show, Joel. It's, it's uh, you know, I mean, I, I know people, uh, you know, make fun of folks. It's only a matter of time. But, you know, as, as MLS starts... You know, uh, as the team starts spending a little more money for you know to get a like you said a you know a, a different quality of player. I mean, let's 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 just, right now the, the the big importer of talent into MLS is not South America; it's Central America. A lot of Hondurans and yeah, Costa Ricans, Costa Ricans, uh, Salvadorians, Trinitarios, etc. And uh, it's like I said, you know, it's, and Panamanians, of course. It's uh, it, it, it the, the fact that they're going to start getting more and more South American players. Uh, you know, case in point, uh, Houston Dynamo. They're, you know, they made one of their designated players, you know, a 22-year-old Argentine named Tomas Martinez, who is, uh, you know, in, in his third year and, and is starting to settle in quite nicely with uh, with MLS. You know, they have a uh, Dynamo have a Colombian striker Mauro Manotas, who's a pretty decent player. And uh, you know, and then of course they have but they have a you know a, a handful of Hondurans on their team as well. So uh, the South American talent is is going to make it to MLS. And, and for folks, with, and again, this 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 to me is something that that is uh, you know I think the people again tend tend to forget about Liga MX. You know, Liga MX is what about sixty percent South American? On, yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and 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 you know and I would say out of that sixty percent, say it's sixty players. Out of the sixty players, I would say fifty of them are from either Chile or from or from Argentina. You know, ninety percent of their players are coming from those two countries. So, yes, does Liga Mekis attract a, a better quality? Absolutely, they do because because they can pay them. You know, especially especially those teams that you mentioned, and I, and I think that they, we're starting to see. Whereas I think Liga Mekis for a long time was immune to the, because of the Ligia and how um, how even the teams were and how much parity there was in the league, I think that we're now starting to see and and you know, certainly started by the by the two Monterrey teams, although they've done it in the past, that that we're starting to see some separation of the of the haves and the have-nots in, in Liga Mekis and it's going to be, uh, you know, again I don't want to say the toss around the term only a matter of time, but it's but it, it looks like it's going to start being you know, within the next couple of years where there's going to be maybe, you know, a small handful of teams that, that, uh, that, that dominate the league. If it hasn't already started already. 
And and it's because of the fact that they spend, you know, six, seven, eight times more than everybody else. Is is that good for Lee Amekis? I personally don't think it is. But, uh, you know, we're going to, you know, there, there's going to be a, an upper class and a lower class in Liga Mekis. And uh, unfortunately for you and I, Hoyle, I don't think that the teams that we follow are going to be in that upper class. No, no, un- unless, uh, you know, there's new ownership. Uh, exactly. Uh, on both ends. Exactly. On, on both ends. You need, you're going to need some, you know, a really strong uh what is it? Either company come in or, or just just really rich owner. Uh, only life. Yeah. It's not. It's not has, as. Has has the no phone has, has the phone been ringing? Hoyle, have they been trying no. to get you? No, no, I don't. No. I don't qualify. You know, just a few years back, when Leon was bought, uh, it was like four million. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. <laughs> you. That's not a lot, you know, four million for to get that Leon franchise historical team. Uh, it's very cheap. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, well, you know, what, what, what are you buying? I mean, they don't really have a stadium. They don't. <laughs> it's true, but I mean, this is one of the historic teams. Uh, you would think at least twenty million, but no, it was it was like an, it was in the bargain bin. <laughs> Uh, and they're owned by Grupo Pachuca, which is, you know, they're they're not. I mean, that's a team that deserves a primary owner, like that's gonna build them a stadium and invest more. But, but you know, it is what it is, Yon. It is, it is, and uh, so we'll have a, a final uh, Regia Joela. Uh, you know, Tigres has been. Um, uh, you know, at least well, the only other you know this 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 happened at the end of the uh, Apertura 17, a final regia, where where Tigres lifted lifted the trophy hoil in Monterrey Stadium. So so Monterrey has not lifted a trophy in their own brand new stadium, but Tigres has, and and, and you got to believe that that is something that uh, is uh, is quite, in, in, if I could be vulgar for a second, quite ass chapping. For, <laughs> for uh, well, that's where the final is going to be, right? I think it's going to be in the, in the Universitario, but let me let me let me double check that. But I'm pretty sure it's going to be at the at the uni. At the uni, I was reading something along because Tigres lost, and if the result went in Monterrey's way, that they would host the final. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's going to be uh, uh, first leg at uh, at the Volcan and the second leg at the Tamanera. Yeah. Goddamn. Third time's the charm, Yon. Yeah, we'll see what happens because because uh, you're 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 uh, you know one of one of the one of the players that Chivas cast away, who was was had become very successful after being after being let go. Uh, Victor Guzman scored the game winner in stoppage time for Pachuca in the first final yeah. that was played at the at the BBVA there at the, the in, in the Tamalera. So uh, you're right. Let, let's see if uh, if Monterrey can finally uh, can finally do it. Will, will yeah. they be able to lift the trophy in their own new stadium? Yeah, and these are two teams that are starving for success. 
Uh, we said this at the start of the tournament that they were going to go hard because they've invested so much money and they haven't been able to win anything recently. And you need you need to start putting up some silverware to justify so much spending. And uh, that's it's, it's make... the only reason that the, that the lights are on here at the Cantina Mekis podcast because we keep winning all those awards. <laughs> I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise we would uh, we would have you know closed up the shop a long time ago. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely it, right. Yeah, no, they they Monterrey especially they went. Uh, at the start of the season, that they had spent uh, close to twenty million, I think, for an Argentine whose name I keep forgetting. And then after that, they was went. It Max, and they, was it was it Maximiliano Mesa? I believe so. Yes, yeah. from Vélez Sarsfield, if I'm not mistaken, one of those teams. Anyways, <laughs> then they were like, "But wait, there's more," and they go and they get Layun. Right, who and scored an so amazing I mean, goal tonight? Yeah, and and you know, like those guys. Their salaries are are up there. Sure, They're, sure. Yeah, Layun did score a good goal tonight, and it made up for his uh, his gringo castle like crossing that I was that, <laughs> I, that I was that I was noticing from uh, from Layun. And that's you know that's I think one player they were kind of missing. If you're Monterrey, you know that that player that knows how to be a leader within the team. Uh, it's one of the things that we've seen happen that their locker room would like fall apart. And it happened under Turco, and then the coach that followed, and they just had some meltdowns. But I think I think uh, that's one thing that Layun brings to the table. I think his experience and his leadership. Right. I mean, and, and you know, and Diego Alonso is no stranger to to finals either. I mean, you know, he he beat Tigres uh, with with Pachuca uh, when when he and, and and he beat Monterrey with with. Uh, with 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 Pachuca at the uh, Beves. I mean this. I mean this is a guy who, uh, you know, it, <laughs> you know, the shoe's going to be on the the other foot. I just, you know, like I I, I make no bones about the fact that I'm a, that I'm a Tuca guy and I and I want to see Tuca, uh, you know, go out in style at the at the at the Club World Cup and, uh, you know, I don't. I, you know, I, I think Tigres can. Uh, you know they're not going to go out and do the do the ridiculo like like uh, Chivas and, and what I mean by that I, mean, <laughs> I, I think that you know if 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 Tigres can get past that first round. Wait, you know, John, it, John it, I have wait, wait, hold on. Oh, you're breaking news. Uh, do we no, need to turn no. on the Foco Rocos? No, hang on, hold, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, here you go. It's not it's not breaking news. Oh, oh, okay. It, it's not breaking news, but can we call what Chivas did the ridiculo when it seems to be the norm? For Liga MX teams. Well, yeah, that, that's but I mean, I mean that, that's what every every team does. You know, the, the, that's what happens. So if, if Tigres can get by, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, is, is there is is there a South American team? You know, if, if they play a South American team, that you're like, oh, there's no way that Tigres can beat can beat that team. Yeah, no, Tigres is a squad. Even Monterrey, that again, I'm not they saying could... they're going to win, but I mean, they can certainly. And and, and frankly, uh, you know, un, unless it's a European like super duper team, like you know uh, Barcelona or uh, I, I guess at this point like a Juventus or uh, maybe a Liverpool, uh, then you know then you, you say okay, there's no way. But but you know if they go up against like like an I, I'm saying again I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm not saying that 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 that, that they are going to automatically lose either, either of these two teams. 
Well, even even against those super teams, you know, it's not. It's a one match. Anything can happen in a one match. You know, right? Game, uh, but but yeah, I, I think. Um, I, and then those two teams, if they were to reach the club's World Cup, whichever one reach, you know, they're gonna they're gonna spend a bit more money. Right. So they'll try to bring some, you know, at least one one refuerzo to spice things up. But I think uh, what we're seeing right now, I think we could be an intense Liguilla just because we have these teams that are like dead set on on getting that coveted doblete. Uh, they want to finish the season with two championships, which is one thing I've, I've noticed and I like because it's, it's pushing, you know, it's, 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 uh, I say pushing the bar. Setting the bar higher. Right, it's, it's um, raising the bar. Oh, there you go. It's raising it. Where, where do I get these? these? Uh, any, anyways, uh, yeah, it's raising the bar because cause for fans, especially before, because before with a lot of teams, simply getting to Liguilla was good enough. Right. You know, and it was at least we at least we played the playoffs. Like Chivas. But, like, <laughs> oh yeah, and um, but but I see that. So so we had America. Just they won, they won the Copa MX, and and their fans, you know, they they celebrated, and more than you we thought they would have given the comments. Para todos. Exactly. <laughs> you know, before they said it didn't matter, but but see, that's that's a thing where where there's gonna be a couple of teams now competing, but at least two teams to wanna to wanna have that that uh, double championship win at the end of the season. Uh, You're right. And, you know, it makes the games more interesting. I mean, anytime they take it seriously, you know, it's something, you know, that was something that that Tigres just, you know, Tigres has been playing this tournament a while. And, you know, for the first couple of years that they played it, I mean, I remember, you know, they lose the Seattle Sounders and, you know, and they have, you know, half their, their youth team playing. You know, Tuca just did not, did not care about anything other than the league. No le importaba para nada al Tuca. And um, I, I'm not necessarily sure that this is you know, something that, that he cares about that much more, but I guarantee you the fact that they play Monterrey, I guarantee you that that's going to get you know both teams' attention. I mean, it, and it's a lot of fun. And I, I have, look, I know that the that the Clásico Nacional and the Chivas in America and all that stuff. I know, I know it's a big rivalry, but I think the one that's, that that is that is more entertaining, in my opinion, and, and you know, at least when it comes to the derbies, I guess derbies, whatever you want to say it, uh, is the, you know the is 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 the Monterrey one. I think you know at least at least outside of the the Boca uh, River one is is certainly the most compelling one in the in the Americas. I think. Yeah, it it is. So I mean, that's we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna have some good good matchups coming up. Uh, just I'm seeing that Heineken commercial about where they missed the goals and uh, and Pedro. <laughs> That's a great look on his face when he realizes he misses a goal. It's just really funny. Yeah, such a, yes, a, good, a great player. It, it's a good commercial. <laughs> he has a, a, a great expression on his face when uh, when it doesn't happen for him. What a great player, man. He scored that one free kick against Mexico. Yeah, let's not talk about that goal because oh, that's man. uh <laughs> I I have a I, I that there was something fishy going on on that goal in my opinion. 
Oh, you think you think uh, Corona let it let it slide? I mean, he looked up at it as it was passing by. Like he didn't even swat at it; he just watched it go by as, as he was diving. He was admiring. He was admiring the goal, John. Yeah. Like, not every day you get to see watching. a Peter Lofre kick go live. That's right. That's right. You got a first, you got a first-hand look at uh, what what a Peter Lofre looks like. He forgot. He forgot. Yeah, he was, that, a, he was a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah. So so the yeah, I mean I I firmly believe that the, that the Monterrey Derby is uh, a, 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 as good a derby as there is. Definitely in this part of the world, and I, I would even, you know, say, you know, I, you know, as as far as the rest of the world, I would I would put it in the top ten for sure, maybe even top five. Yeah, it's it's grown it's grown a lot throughout the years, and and with with all the investment that the club has has been doing, you know, I, I think it could just it could maintain or or maybe even get more more intense. It depends, you know, it, it depends on the clubs, but. It, it certainly looks good for the future for them. Just those two clubs, how they've been pushing each other, and and I do see, I do see. Um, man, I lost my train of thought. I I do see both of those teams eventually climbing higher because right now it's still the joke about Tigres nos grande, you know, and they do these memes and how they're still like little kids. But they're very close, man. Especially with this double double torneo and more cups now that are played. And I think I think within the next ten years they're gonna be right up there, you know. Right. I mean I mean like I said at the beginning of the show, I mean that there is definitely a paradigm change. Yes. happening in, in Liga Mekis and you know, they're the, the the party that's happening right now, Joel, uh, Chivas and Pumas are not invited. Right now, and uh, Chivas might be invited, but Chivas has to Chivas has to overpay for every everything they do. They have to pay double. Well, you know? I mean, I I think it's true to an extent. Uh, I I think that when you don't have when you don't have the right people at the club, then you they get taken advantage of because I remember when. When uh, Nestor was there, and they weren't having problems, they brought in, they brought in a lot of good good players like, like Carmona and 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 Bofo, and they they just knew who to deal with, when to deal with, what players to go after, and whatnot, and and it wasn't scandalous, and they weren't have, having to pay all these super inflated prices, which, you know. That that thing just became more of an issue when when Vergara didn't want to spend money and then he started saying, "Well, yeah, I, I don't want to buy because everyone wants to charge more," and and it's true to an extent. But I mean, if you know how to negotiate, if you know how to deal, you you'll you know you you'll get the better prices. Well, I mean, you have to be willing to deal, and I think that that's that that's the uh, the part that I think is missing. Why it's just. You know, the, uh, Chivas, you know, because of its personnel policy, has to, you know, they they have they have a limited a limited supply for their demand. 
So, you know, prices can be set accordingly with them. They, they put it this way. Chivas is always buying in a seller's market, period. Now you say, yeah, I know that, I know that you said with, with Nestor, but, but I think, but I think the time was different then. I mean, that was the, the dynamic is totally different than it was back then. And there was also a lot more players for, for them to choose from. Now the, the, now there are. Yeah. The rule change and, and it cut, it kind of cut off the number of Mexicans available. Well, there's still plenty of Mexicans available. You just don't know how they can play because they never play. Yeah. You know, so that again, that makes it even more difficult. You know, I mean, but I mean, you know, back in Nestor's days, I mean, there, I mean, there were still plenty of foreigners playing. I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves. But you know, they they were only limited to five. So the, the so there was a minimum of what's uh, seventeen times six. It's uh, what is that? One hundred and twelve. Yeah, I don't know, John. One hundred and two. One hundred and two. One hundred two. There was a minimum a hundred Mexican players playing. And that doesn't even count Chivas. So it's uh, you know, so there's a hundred, hundred and uh, hundred and thirteen players playing at a minimum when when that's looking for players. Now, you know, let, let's say on the average there's what three on average. Well, well yes. So now there's fifty one players that uh, Mexican players that play regularly in their own league. Fifty one. Fifty-one. Yeah, that's why having a good youth system was very vital, and the club shot itself in the foot for because they kept trying to reinvent that wheel. They already had a system in place that worked. Well, I think the and killer hole, and it's something you've talked about in the past, is that they got rid of their uh, their filial team. They did. Uh, they had Tapatio, which was Liga de Ascenso. And so they all the all of the most promising players, they would they would be in that team and they would they would play and and you know competitive games because like we saw, for example, you have like Juarez, who ended up playing the Copa MX final. Uh, so you have some strong teams in Liga de Ascenso, and and that just prepares the youth players more than. Because the league introduced the under twenty, they introduced like an under twenty league, and that's how Chivas justified selling Tapatio. Was like, well, we don't need we don't need this club since you know it's an would, under twenty league, and it's just you know cheaper. what I would do. What I, what I would do? Uh, yes. Is if, if if I were Liga MX president, you know, for for maybe a week, maybe a week, because you know, your first couple of days you're gonna have a lot of long lunches. And you're not going to be able to get stuff done. Right? Yes. So you probably need about a week. Okay. If if you make the Liga in, in Liga Mekis, then then those eight teams can then send their, their, their sub-20 teams to play the Liga Senso for that season. So that way there's always eight teams Eight additional, so so then then everyone gets the. Gets the benefit. There's more competition in, in the Liga because Liga Sense is what, like 10 teams right now? I mean, Liga Sense needs to be like, like 24 know. teams. It needs to be like 24 teams. 
you know, and then that way you can start, you know, moving it to, you know, different parts of the country, et cetera, have, have games. And then, you know, and the next, in the next league, yeah, you know, whatever the top eight teams are there, then they know then their teams go and play. And the, uh, their, their Subain that goes and plays, you know, so that, that way they can have like a quote unquote filial and, 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 yeah. and, get, and get, see to me, to me, what's the point of having a Subain if they're playing each other? You know, they need to go, you know, go, I mean, you know, Pumas had that, you know, as uh, Chivas had Tapatio, Pumas had uh, Pumas Hidalgo. Or Pumas Morelos, I forget, I forget which one of the two. And that was their, you know, there was the same thing. It was, it was their filial team that they, that they would play in the second division. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't America have like Socio Aguila or something like that? No, they had San Luis. San Luis was for a lot of years. Oh, they had San Luis and Necaxa. Yeah. They kind of, they kind of had Veracruz. No, no, but Necaxa wasn't in, wasn't in, and we're going way, we're going back, way back, uh, like in the nineties when about eighty percent of the Liga de Ascenso were off filiales. Right. Uh, but. But it also yeah. had like like twenty eight teams. Yeah, and I think you're right, but they they would need uh. Something we talked about, like one to restructure Copa MX, I think that helps those teams, you know. Right. And and then uh, have another type of tournament as well, like a one-off, maybe like 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 in like in England. Right. The league like cup be, or whatever. Yeah, uh, it would be cool if they had that too, with like, you know, covering all the all the different divisions. Right. But you need some of those cups because. When some of these teams make a deep run or stream, you know, it just builds buzz and it helps overall, and uh, and it brings some TV ratings. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the other rule that I like uh, when it comes to lower division. I think, I think the FA Cup says that mandates that if if a lower division plays an upper division team, or maybe even they like host. the top division, they host. I like yeah. See, that's a great rule. That's a very great rule because like Juarez, imagine if they would have hosted. The final way did they host? The they final? did though. They did though. They did also. I mean, if it oh, if, yes, if, yes, if it's so, a yeah. Azteca, it's, it's a different game. <laughs> it is. It is. They they gave, they put up quite the fight. It went, you know, came down to an error. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was good to see that. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was it was definitely uh, you know it was it was a great it was it was it was it was a final. It was a final. Yeah, because I I think if if America would have. Would have destroyed that team, you know. I think that the cup would not, because because it's a cup they're still struggling to to be taken yeah, they're, serious. They're like in ninth place, or they're like in dead last place in the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, they are. They're, they had they've had they've had a rough year in the in the sense. So the team that's probably going to come up is going to be uh, the San Luis team. Yeah, Atletico, on on by. Or percentage owned by Atlético de Madrid. I, I, you know, I want a fun fact for Tapatio because they, for a for a long, not for a long time, for a for a for a period of time, they played in Tijuana. And it's one of the jerseys I look for, and I haven't been able to get. It's an old Chivas Tijuana jersey. Uh, I knew a dude that had one, but he wouldn't sell it to me. He wouldn't sell uh, it to me. Wow. Why not? He would not. He would not. <laughs> But it, it looked pretty cool. But they were in in Tijuana for a while, and then uh, and then the Tijuana team became Nacional, and then they were Inter. 
both both pretty cool names right. until they until they got bought out and and they are now cholos. Yeah, so there are 15 teams in the in the Ascenso. I, I thought it was, but out of the 15, just just a small handful of them can actually uh, can actually go up. Yeah, 15 is too little. I agree with you. It should be at least 24. Yeah, at least 24. Uh, you know, but they they got some. Uh, Atlanta's in eighth. Atlanta's in eighth place. Atlanta. That's just you know. I'll tell you what, 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 because that, that way you could have like the, you know, the Albinegros Orizaba, which is a, what a great name. I mean. No, we, you know, John, I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more. And we do need more of these type of cup tournaments because then it helps a lot of these teams stay relevant. I mean, look at Leones Negros. That's, that's another team that. Second that, best, it, second best uniform in, in, in Liga Mekis. <laughs> It all reminds me a little bit about the hot dog on a steak. I start craving lemonade when I see them. What, the, stri- but, the stripes? Yeah, the stripes. Really? They're a bit darker, but, but it's almost like the the hot dog on a stick. It's just it's such small. a cool color scheme. It's just, it just, it, it is. So it is. Um, but yeah, that's a team that should be more relevant, and, and they're kind of not, and people forget about them. You know, I, I asked Tom uh, when they when they came up because it had been so long since it had been in, in Liaz. I asked him, I said, "So how many how many Leones Negros fans have, have have like have like emerged from hiding when uh, when when they ascended a few years ago?" And he's, he's like, "He's like, I, I was surprised. I mean, people have remembered that the, that the the Udahe is the se- is second only to Nam in size. So so they have a a a pretty large built in fan base." You know, it may not be their first team in Guadalajara, but but it's probably their second. You know. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had the best attendance when they were in first. They were they were out drawing both Atlas and Chivas in exactly. their home games. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know it's, it's because of the fact they have those cool uniforms. When I was a kid, uh, they wore the black shorts and then the the red and the yellow and and and, and the the black stripe. Shirts. That was their home, but their way uniform was all white, and that Leon Negro was that. That's all it had was in the middle of the chest. Was that was that drawing of the Leon? It was badass, man. But their way uniforms were really nice too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. Liga MX just has all this stuff, and and it seems like they just keep shooting themselves on the foot a lot of time. Like, or they they don't know how to make the best out of what they have. Well, it's because it's because they. You know that they can't look beyond like the four feet in front of them. That that that's always there. There have been a few visionary. I mean, and I, I would still add Ron's Ron's not with us because I'm sure that he can uh, talk more. I mean, you know, you know, f- f- folks have have made huge strides, but there needs to be something else. For, you know, they, they need to make take that next step. There's there's no reason why. You know, Liga Mekis and uh, and uh, you know MLS to a certain degree, the South American uh, tournaments. Why they they, they can't uh, you know you know do better at at marketing themselves on a on a worldwide scale? Well, I, I think for me that that's kind of difficult, just because it's so saturated. There's just so many games going on now. 
that it's just hard for someone to want to pick up another league. Well, look I at. Mean, uh, well, I mean, I have access to all these leagues. I don't, I don't really watch all of them. I, I just see League IMX. Every now and then I see a Champions League game, but I'm not. You know, I, I could watch pretty much if I wanted to, like EPL and, and Bundesliga and La Liga, but I just. Okay, so let me I ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a follow all those teams. All right. So so you have you only have 90 minutes. Actually you have you have uh 105 minutes cuz you have the 50 minute half. You have 100 you only have 105 minutes plus stoppage time of course. To uh to watch a match and there's two matches on. You have let me pick it just a really rough one. Uh Let's see. Too bad Chapas isn't in because you can always, you know, like, 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 you know, Chapas San Luis, you know, who's going to watch that, right? So, yeah, okay, so we'll say you have Chapas San Luis on one channel and, uh, you know, Getafe Recreativo Huelva on the other. Which one are you going to watch? Neither. <laughs> Neither channel. I'm going to play a video game or something. <laughs> this, this is the thing. I mean, I I think it's a small amount of that are like hardcore soccer fans. I mean, when I was younger, I would I would watch as many games as I could. Sure. Uh, and but that's just I'm not like that anymore. So there will okay, be well, like one me, game that I. Well, let me ask you another I, question. Let me ask you another question then. All right. So so, so, so same scenario, but but uh, to be more say I want you have a Cruz Azul Tigres. And the other one you have, uh, Valencia Sevilla. Which one would you watch? Valencia Sevilla, and then what else? Cruz Azul Tigres. I'll, I'll watch Cruz Azul Tigres. Exactly. <laughs> My point is, 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 is the Liga Mekis, I, I, you know, look, put aside the skill and then the level of the players and the speed of the game and whatever. Put all that aside. Is is Liga Mekis not just incredibly entertaining? Yeah, it is, it, it, and it has a lot of great stories when you think about it, like with coaches and and rivalries and whatnot. Yeah, so so I mean, it's it, you know, a friend of the show. I mean, Liga Mekis can 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 change someone's life. Joel, friend of the show, Tom Harrison. Just happened to to stumble upon a Morelia game where he sees Justin Montero score a hat trick, changed his life. He's now he's now he's now. Co- I'm sure he's listening to the show, and and we appreciate that. And thank you, thank you, Tom, for 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 listening to the show. But uh, you know he's he's now doing. And he what, what is he, he he he's in he's at Santos. Is 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 he in the coaching department at Santos, scouting or coaching? He does uh, numeritos. He does um, just that numeritos. So they they do um, stats. So so, so an- an- analytics. He's, uh, he's... An- yeah, analytico. Yeah. All right. Um, how many passes connected, and how many were tried, and how many, you know, from what position and and whatnot. So el numeritos is is, is actually doing. Numeritos. Just, yeah. Just wow. what he liked. 
Well, there, well, there you go. There you go. Doing, uh, you know, I would have to think that there's probably some recipe for success for playing to a, to a certain way. And if you can find players that, that, that do what you think needs to be done in order for you to have, to have success, I can see how analytics could, could be very, very useful in that. Yeah. So, hopefully, yeah, but like I said, but, but, but to me, what I'm saying, Hoy, is, is that there's no reason why, I, yeah, at the very least, you know, put together like a highlight show. You know, did you get, did you get hooked to watching another league because, you know, you want to watch, you know, all the games or, or you want to watch like an hour long, re, you know, recap of, of the week's games? And, you know, they might show you like, you know, 10 minutes of the, of the best match or match of the week, you know? Yeah, I preferred those, but I, I would watch usually to follow the same players, like from the national team. That was one of the other reasons. I mean, every now and then, because there was a player I really liked. You know, I, I liked watching like Pavel Nedved. Right. So I would watch Juventus games because of that guy. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh... Well, wasn't he on the Czechoslovakia team or the Czech Republic team when Milan Baros had that just unbelievable run at the at the Eurocopa? Wasn't uh, Nedved feeding him all those? And and Rosicki, man, they had a great team. Man, you're going pretty back. Were you thinking like '96? No, no, 2004. Oh, because they had around '96, right? When they had Poworski. Well, they made the final against Germany in '96 in the Eurocopa. Yeah, that was a really good team as well. Man, that's a team that's been at the edge, man. They just, they, they, they were, uh, yeah, like they were like, like Croatia. <laughs> they, they've been Croatia longer than Croatia. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they've made finals. <laughs> too. You know, Croatia was what, what the third or fourth Eastern European team to make a make a final in the World Cup. Yeah, man. Yeah, imagine if they were like one. You know, all those, all those, all those countries were just one country, right? Well, Czechoslovakia, yeah, but I mean, Czechoslovakia's made it, Hungary's made it, Croatia's made it. Did Yugoslavia even? No, I, don't think, I don't think they made a final. No, no, yeah. but I, early on, I think they would. They yeah, would the, always. The Czechs have played two finals, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Same with Hungary. Man, yeah, they need to unify. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So they had Nedved and they had uh, uh, Rosicki. Remember Rosicki? Yes. He was really good, and they had Jan Kohler, who was that monster, like six nine or whatever it was, ball. Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would always get him, and uh, I had like a provolution, and I would always get that guy, the Tronco dude. He was. Literally like the walking trees from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> just, <laughs> you, uh, if you had like a Pony Reese, you just put him to stand there and uh, Pony Reese could just bank a cross off of his head into the porteria. Man. You don't even no have, kidding. Just, just stand there. Dude. I wonder how many, how many Borghetti goals are, are, are assisted by Pony Reese. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was that's a great. I mean, duel. I mean talk, what what a match made in heaven! But you know, though, your guy who could who could you know score from anywhere in the eighteen with his head. Uh, yeah, Pony Ruiz was the one that got away because had he not been capped by Chile, 
he would have been just phenomenal for oh, the yeah. selección. And he played in Mexico for so long, and Chile just overlooked him. Uh, how can how can that happen? You know, I mean, I mean, seriously, how how can someone who does something like that so well and consistently just, you know, how on earth would you would you not want to have that? You know, you know, in a, in a, in, a, in a, especially in tournaments where the the consistency is what's rewarded. You know. You know, you know, teams that actually kind of, you know, string some stuff together that usually are the ones that end up winning. And yeah, to, to just, to just not, you know, I've often wondered the same thing about Cabinho. You know, how on earth did Brazil not even cap him like not once? You know, the dude proved he, all, all he did was score goals from yeah again from anywhere from anywhere inside the eighteen. Head, foot, left foot, right foot, whatever it took. Wow, Bundaris, what a he he was uh, he he was pretty good. Yeah, he was he was uh, as one of the players I would have loved to see with the selection, but it was it wasn't meant to be him and and Ludueña when Ludueña was at the top of his game, a very complete player. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, Ludueña when he was at Tecos, and he was just—he was just—I mean, he was good at Santos too. But at Tecos, man, he was—he was the best player in Liga Mekis for like two or three years, easily. Yeah, yeah, man, dude had it all, man. Oof. He had—he could score, he could—he could cross, he could score from free kicks, you know, individual, you name it. This guy was—he had a bit of everything there. El Achita. And, and he had a. 1980s flat top to boot, man. Yes, he did. What? You know, if, if if he if he and Nacho hugged, like, and then if their if their if their haircuts touched, they <laughs> would, would get stuck. Like, they would get stuck. Oh, I thought it was like when the Wonder Twins touched their rings. Well, it could be like the Wonder Twins, or in the movie Time Cop. Remember Time Cop, where they go back in time and like and like your back in time <laughs> self can't occupy the same space as oh, your. Man. As your present time, so otherwise your your cells like eat themselves or something like that. Yeah. Oh goddamn. Yeah. Well, how do you think? How do you think he we, uh, he destroys the bad guy? This is a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, you know. Did Did Nacho cut his flat top? Is Is that why he's we're seeing him do so good? Oh no, he still got the flat top. He still has it. Yeah. He's that 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 that, that ain't going away. You can still, you know. You can you can still set your watch to it. It's uh, who had, but I would like to see is Piojo going back to his mullet, to his nineteen nineties <sighs> mullet. That was something else, man. I, that would be my request if I, you know, if Ho- I would ever to meet him. Joel, would you uh, would you believe me? Would you believe me if I told you that I had <laughs> that I had a mullet in nineteen eighty five? I would. I would, John. And would you wear just one earring? You know, I, I never, I never got my ears pierced, and I, and I, and I, and I have yet to, I have yet to be tattooed, as well. So same, same here. But uh, I know that was that was like the style for a while, just having one, one earring. Yeah. Have a mullet. Because left was right and right was wrong. <laughs> and a and a red leather jacket. 
uh, or or a members only jacket. Ah, uh, I, I had one briefly. You had a members only jacket. Yeah, for a brief period of time only, though. I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. It's well, how, how, how old are you? What are you like? Are you 42, 43? Yes, 42. 42? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that the, the members only was a little a little past your time. Or yeah, little... I mean, but there there was still a few around, you know. There was there was the dad and the and the lead tiger, lead tigre, uh, polos. Oh, the tigre. Yeah. You could still find some of that stuff if you know where to look for it. Yeah, when I was in high school, the big thing were uh, the Coca-Cola shirts and Benetton. Benetton was everywhere. Coca-Cola shirts? Yeah. I never. Coca- I don't. Re- Coca-Cola had a clothing line for like in nineteen eighty-seven. Was it brief? It must have been short-lived, John. It was very short-lived, but it was but it was everywhere for like six months. Damn! I wonder what happened. Uh, I don't know. I do. Not, I do not know. I don't. I don't remember seeing Benetton. Just the ads, like the United Colors of Benetton. Right. I do. I just remember seeing that. Uh, like I grew up like. South LA inner city, so a big thing was uh, cross colors and FUBU for us by us, and it was clothing with this very vivid yellows and greens. Right, uh, I, remember, I remember. I remember yeah. FUBU. Yeah. If if you if you see Martin, the show with mm-hmm. um, Martin Lawrence, you you see some of that. At least the same style of clothes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When I was uh, in my in my formidable years, the uh, the fashion was not the. Uh, not <laughs> best. No, it, wasn't, it was, wasn't as bad as the '70s, but uh, pretty ugly. When I was in high school, it was like uh, they were using the really baggy pants, and then uh, like so kids. You had these kids uh, wearing like size forty-two pants, and, and even size fifty. It just looked weird, uh, you know. If they were too big, it looked like you shit yourself. Like and you're wearing diapers. I, I never, but but then I remember uh, they did Solo, like this brand, where the pant was baggy except for the waist. The waist was to measurement. Right. Everything else was like super baggy. Yeah, and, and I couldn't get into that. I see sometimes, like, like, because uh, my brother's into the whole lowrider stuff, and I went to one of the shows with him, and they had this, this like, like Mexican rapper, and dude looked like a little kid, you know, and he was kind of short, but he's wearing this really baggy clothes, and and he, it's just it looked like a little kid wearing like. Clothes that's too big for him. Interesting. No, I never. Uh, yeah, that was something that I. Um, I'm glad I wasn't a part of. <laughs> was 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 that look? So, Joel, back to. Uh, back to Tomas Boy. Oh yes. 
Del jefe. El jefe. Tomás Boyen. Midfielder for Tigres for, for years. Captain of the Mexico 86 World Cup team. El, World 10. For the World Cup team. And, and, the, and the captains are Ben. There's a reason why he's called El Jefe. A superstar. A soccer player. As a coach, not so much. He's had his moments, but... Uh, the, uh, the the failures have certainly outweighed any 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 modest success he may have had as a coach. Why is it, Joel, that uh, that really great players uh, don't necessarily always make become really good coaches? I, you know, good question. I think it's hard to tell. You know. I'll say maybe one one of my guesses is, uh, you know, that they 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 um, depended on on their talent more than someone else less talented that had to like analyze his opponents more, try to figure out ways to become better. Interesting. So they they they, they knew that. They didn't have to worry about the other team as much because because they because they knew that that they were just better than the other than the other guy. Yeah, I mean, and sometimes you do stuff that's just second nature to them, right? You know, uh, yeah. But but other players that you might have a weakness, then you need to work harder to find a way around that or to improve, or maybe even some dude in the bench <laughs> comiendo banca, you know. Right. Starts paying attention to the, what the coach is doing, or or you know starts really analyzing the games. Cause I you know and I remember something I would do. Cause I was in this team man, and they would always like I was like new to the team, and it was those Sunday pub teams, so you you know it's it's a bunch of friends, and it's like all weekend warriors. That's the only time they get to play. So sometimes like. Dudes would get butt hurt if they got subbed out or if they got benched. So as the new guy, they would always like, you know, I, I would end up like sometimes not even playing. But I remember I would I would be like I would be in the sidelines, and I'd always be like analyzing, like seeing like the other team and, and seeing what some of the players were doing or who was messing up, like seeing where I could find an advantage for when if I did get in the field, I, right. I knew what I could exploit. Or, or, or I, I, like, I knew, like, okay, this guy that's defending, he's, he's playing too high, you know? Stuff like that. Or this guy already looks tired, you know? I I could see him. So I know if I could, like, which I did with one, I did once. I saw one dude and, and uh, I could tell he was tired. So the, I got the ball like two or three times and I just, I just, uh, I made that guy chase me with it, you know? Like, like, like we were off to the races. I just, I just kicked the ball in front of me, like far enough that we had to do sprints. By like the third or fourth, this guy was, was pretty much done. Joel, you evil genius. So when you would come up, would would you have like the ruthless efficiency of Marco van Basten or? Oh no, no, I had two left feet, John. <laughs> no, actually, I was pretty good at crossing. 
I just got playing. I just started playing really late. Well, what did you? I mean, when you said that uh, you had, to, I mean, are you talking like, 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 like Santiago Fernandez level missing, or like Gringo Gringo Castro level crosses, or what does Gringo Castro look like? Look no, like, actually, uh, my my crosses were. Area. No, no, my crosses were Beckhamesque, John. I I could. Oh, inch, I inch, would, inch perfect, are they? I would. I know. I would. That's what I would practice for hours. I would go. I would. I would go when I would go to the park and. I would just practice that a lot, like just crossing the ball. I could, so I was good at crossing. I could cross, I could do like really long crosses. They just weren't, you know, I was playing with Mexicans, so they like to, they like a pass that's like two feet maybe, and it has to be grounded. Right. Because yeah, they want to play the ball to their feet. They, they didn't want to like run after it or have to bring it down or head it. Wow. So you're practicing something for hours and hours and hours. That your teammates <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> didn't, didn't like it all. No. That's interesting. Hey, when when did Chaco start be, uh, becoming a, a talent on TV? Uh, I, I, I can't recall, but I know it was this year. At least if I'm not mistaken. I, I remember they announced him. I remember he got announced, uh, and that was that. I didn't pay much attention, not really. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched these shows in forever, so it uh, just caught me by surprise. I have to admit, I was I was really uh, hoping, and, and I thought it was really touching when uh, when I think I think it was against Panama, or was it against uh, Honduras? Maybe it was Honduras. When Honduras goes up two one against Mexico, and uh, Chaco comes on, and actually, and not only did he come on, but the, but they were calling for him. Like the the, the the Azteca was calling for Chaco to come on the field because they knew if, if any if because these guys you know like they're saying these guys can't do anything. We know we know he can. We we've seen it. You know he's done it here plenty. And uh, I thought that was a really cool moment for him. They kind of, kind of. I mean, he only played for like ten minutes, you know, wearing a Mexican shirt. But at least they gave him that, you know, like the, you know, the, the crowd. You know, they understood and respected his talent and ability, which for, for Liga Mekis fans to do is is a huge sign of respect, in my opinion, because they don't give it up to, to people very often at all. Nope. So it was uh, it, it was good to see that at the even though Mexico lost that game it was it was it was it was good to see Chaco get that kind of uh, fan response. I was really hoping that that Piojo would use him in the uh, in the Copa America as, as a send off. I thought that would have been really cool, but uh, it did not uh, it did not work out for them. In that tournament, should never lost, should never tied Bolivia. You can't tie Bolivia and then the Copa America and, and expect to advance. Oh yeah, that, they're well. That's a tricky team, but it's it's one of the more beatable ones. Right. Back back to Tomas. But we, we, we keep going off on these crazy tangents. We do go. Yeah, we we're talking about. We need to. We need to go, we need to go, back, we need to go back to. We need to. When, so we need to stick to the subject, John. Good move, good move, no, or bad. No time travel. I'm, no. I'm being a bad host, guys. Was what I'm doing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, 
good move or bad move, Joel, to, to sign Tomas Boy? Is it because he was the only one that's left, or is it because Pumas, or no, Pumas, good lord, for his support, no. uh, Chivas are going to be in a relegation fight, and he has relegation fight experience? You know, to to me, to me, it's a bad move in the sense that if you're Chivas and you had that long period of when you had the coaching carousel and they were changing coaches every every three to six months, you know, they, they went like over 10 coaches in a short period of time. Um, and, and then so you don't want... Re- you don't want the top, the top uh, talent's not going to want to work with you because they see, they see the instability. So, so I think one thing that they got right with, with Almeida, where he was allowed to work a long period of time, and they didn't really sack him so much as that he decided to quit. You know, that's the one thing I think a lot of fans. Right. get wrong where there's like they fired no they didn't fire him he actually chose to leave he did not want to work with with Girafa de Anda he wanted he wanted more control which hey I respect but so I mean at least he he got to work along you know he got he got to achieve uh what he did and, and got to work and then they had Cardoso and and you have like five games left and just let him finish the tournament, even if it doesn't get Liguilla, yeah. at least people will respect, even fans that, you know, they, they tried and that he had a, a fair shot. Right, and it's also Liga Mekis. I mean, you go on a three-game win streak and you go from 15th to 4th in three weeks. Yeah, and it's, so uh, I think if they would have done that, you know, uh, they would have had at least that time to to start looking for someone, and and they would the new the new coach would have known that the new coach would have known that uh, you know they're gonna get a fair shake, not just come in and and because you win in a five match, you have a poor start of the season that your job's already on the line. Right. So I think in that in that regard, yeah, it makes Chivas look bad. And then they they get Coyote and he has for only one game and then he's out. You know? For first it had been announced as interim and that he's he was going to finish the season and after one game he he's gone. And then uh Thomas Boy again, only four games. And if you know that's just seems really bad planning. Very bad everything to me. It, it just looks bad. Yeah, just um, leave the interim for the rest of the year if you're going to make a coach. You know that way. You know that way you can take your time and you know re, you know really 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 find a guy before the preseason starts to. You know, I mean, maybe you have to go do a little digging. Maybe maybe you have to go outside of the country. But if but if if you have a certain way that you want to play, then you know find the guy that that's going to make that happen for you. Yeah. Yeah, now they're talking about, oh, no, they're, they're going to bring a European coach. And it's like, what, and then you're going to start all over again? Because they had already been working. They had already had something said, planning, and you're bringing some new guy, new ideas. So she was just a hot mess. Uh, you could tell they don't 
they lack direction. Like other people in charge, they don't seem to be on the same page as to what, you know, what direction the team should be in. Now, is this is this an aberration, Joel? Is 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 this a one-off for Chivas, or is this their is this their mo? Is this their motus operandi? Yeah, it's it's the mo. I'm I'm gonna say it. It's nothing new. It's nothing new. They'll, they'll they'll work, or they get they catch lightning every now and then, and they they have it for a couple seasons, and then it's back to it's back to the chain gang. You know, just because of the fact that you that you admitted that, and I think that that's as, as a Chivas fan, it's very brave for for for, for you to acknowledge and 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 uh, and discuss the you know, to, to air out the dirty laundry as it is with with, with Chivas on the show. You know, you're, you're you're a very pragmatic Chivas fan. I think that because of that, I uh, I think that you deserve to to feel good. If not just for a couple of seconds, so let's 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 do. It. <laughs> uh, uh, what could have been? What could have been, John? No, this this team it it just lacks proper leadership. Uh, I, I hear people talking about how Vergara needs to return, and he's been a big part of this mess too. He's also like everyone's attacking Higuera. Uh Vergara brought Higuera. <laughs> You know, uh, he's created a lot of this mess as well. Uh, and then you get, a, I, I found myself having to defend him. There's a guy that I attacked when he first arrived. He blocked me from Twitter for my daily reminders of him being an Americanista and, and other Mother's Day and whatnot. But I, I think, uh, I don't think he's been as bad as people claim, you know. Uh, he he's done some good moves. Uh, he's just been vilified because you need someone to to vilify, you know. Especially the when when uh, Mati has been elevated to sainthood, and they seem to. <laughs> ah yes, ah yes, yes. I grew up with that Chiwa song from the nineties. It's a good song. That was from the nineties. Yeah, it was. They changed it to another song much later, which wasn't so much of a hit. Um, is it? That is, was it the, is, is it this that's one? A, that's a promotora. Oh, that's a that's that was, oh, that was, wrong, that was a wrong, wrong song. One, that was a wrong, wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> that, Sorry about that. Sorry. The about one that. you were playing was a promotora era song, and right. then Vergara had his own song. Oh, you're kidding. Later. More. See, the, 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 again, and we had this discussion last week with uh, with another <laughs> Chihuahuano, and uh, it, <sighs> Chivas has has one of one of the greatest city songs in, 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 on the planet, on the planet, a song that mentions the name of, of, of their club in the song. And they don't, and, and, and they don't use it. They don't sing it. It just makes it makes no sense to me. It has nothing to do with you know that that it's old people music, or whatever it is. It's just it's it's a great song. Well, they play clips of it, but it's never cut on as as a like a long chant or whatnot. Oh uh, yeah, it just I mean. 
Well, just just you know the the IAI part, you know, would would be just incredible to hear. You know, I, I feel they score a goal if the whole stadium doesn't matter. I, mean, I would I would I would have chills. And I'm not even a Guadalajara fan. So, Joel, are, are Chivas fans going to be going to be disappointed in in the in the upcoming Tomas Boy uh, era, or are they going to be uh, pleasantly surprised? I put it at a coin toss. Really? Anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because they 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 face some teams. Uh, sometimes you face them. <coughs> At the right time, so they couldn't up against Morelia. It's a winnable game. And then they have, what, Puebla? And I would say they're they're about evenly matched. And then Tigres, which, you know, you know, he and Tigres haven't... They uh, they broke up, uh, Tomas Boy and, and Tigres. They, they do not have a speaking relationship. But, yeah, Tigres and León. But the thing with those two teams, uh, they're going to be qualified. And if I'm Tigres... And, I, and I've been playing Conca Champions, and I'm about to play Liguilla, and I got a, I think it's a May 2nd, it's going to be the Conca Champion uh, final. Right. I might I might want to rest a few players. And and same with Leon. Leon is, uh, we, we talked about them a little bit last night, and... Uh... You know, just uh, another amazing, you know, an amazing story. I mean, you got to make it to see a team just, uh, you know, how unfortunate it is for, for Leon that they've played outstanding soccer and are, and are, and are you know, in, in first place in the in the league. And so they're and, and what is that going to get them? Absolutely nothing. They 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 they, they, they don't they, they don't get any anything out of that. Other than the you know the number one seed in the uh, in the tournament, but they've they've won ten in Rojo, and that that's thirty points. That 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 usually is uh, going to give you the uh, the minimum or you know the number of points you need to to, to qualify for the Nigia. So I guess they have that working for them. But yeah, they 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 have been impressive. They have certainly been impressive. And it's your boy uh, JJ Macias, Joel. That's uh, you know him and uh, and, and Mena that have been well, you know, mainly Mena uh, scoring all these goals to to win these games. And of course, it's it, it it's natural. It's is it an effect on natural, Joel? I, I do think. Yeah, I agree. I I think it's the coach, and you had to get the best out of those players. El Sargento. We appear to have lost Joel for a moment. We'll see if he uh, if he comes back. And then you know that that is that is the question with uh, with Leon is it, is it the players? Is it the coaching? Have does it just all come together? It, it's, it is unfortunate that we don't have a uh, uh, someone who uh, meticulously watches Leon. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll we'll have that for you guys next week. Hopefully they'll be able to keep their streak alive. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, if they get the uh, the next win, it it, uh, it becomes a Liga Emekis record. So we'll see how that plays out. 
Hoyle, do we have uh, any other pressing topics, or are we uh, are we done for the evening? Just one last one. Uh, I forgot to mention the other day, Pavel Pardo. He's he's sort of like uh, contracted by Bundesliga as some sort of spokesperson, and he was talking about how the league wants to take at least four four Mexican players to Bundesliga. Uh, hopefully to play soccer. Yes, Edson Alvarez being one of the prime candidates. Man, I would love Edson Alvarez to go to Bundesliga. I think Bundesliga is a great league to, um, I, you know, it's much more competitive, and uh, it, it's it's also a very entertaining league. Uh, I think it, it, it's very underrated. I would I would prefer to see Edson go to Bundesliga than to go to play for Ajax. Honestly, I, I think Germany is a much stronger league. But the Edson, I don't know. So what, what 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 team would he go to? Probably Frankfurt to make up for uh, to make up for the other guys we sent them. What do you mean to make up for it? Well, Marco Fabian had a great run, if I mean, he got hurt. He had that back surgery. He it's did. Fabian's fault. He became a really good player. I mean, just a, a solid European player, Marco Fabian. Good for him. He, uh, it was unfortunate that, uh, that Osorio did not rate him because I think that Mexico would have you know, you know, certainly had a different feel if he was on just because he was a great risk taker and a great. Sh- he was a. There were no shooters on that team. The Mexico that was all that was all finishers that they didn't have a shooter. Very, uh, very unfortunate. He would have built nicely. Have you kept up with Fabian at the Philly Union? You know, I've I haven't kept up with him, uh, and that's actually that's some, something else we need to talk about. But I haven't kept up with him, uh, you know, other than just uh, you know reading some you know some Philly beat writers. But I know that he's, you know, I know he's scored a couple times. Uh, he's he's uh, missed missed the penalty. He got a red card for something. So I mean, he's you know, I mean, he's he's playing. He's a good player. I mean, again, you know, it's a. Uh, but I haven't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he's he's you know certainly putting the effort in, as, as one would expect. You know, I, I think Fabiano ended up being a good professional. Uh, I think I think he learned how to be a pro. Uh, in uh, in in Frankfurt, Fabian. Yeah, it's too bad about his injury. In a platoon. It was. I mean, I mean, you know, he was on two World Cup teams and only got to play like. Did did he come on against Brazil? Man, I don't even remember. I think he did, and and I think that he was like he he actually provided a pretty decent spark. So it's like you know where has this been? Oh, sorry. But I can't remember. So, but uh, yeah, that one I wanted to quickly remove from your mind. That uh, that particular match. <laughs> yeah, but four four players. I forgot the name of the other ones. But Alvarez, um, all signs are pointing to him leaving Liga MX at the end of the season. 
uh, you know. Uh, right. So, yeah, I forgot the other two. One was from Pumas. One, one player mentioned is a Pumas guy. That is shocking. That is shocking. Oh, is it? Uh, is it uh, young guy? Mosov. Yes, right. yes, with an M. Yeah, he's been the only, That's the him. only, the only. Yeah, he he could be like a Philip Lam, honestly. Uh, oh. Honestly, they would be as good as Philip Lam, but like, but but if if if, if Philip Lam can have success in in the Bundesliga, Mosov could absolutely have success in the Bundesliga. He's really good. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I think he's going to be on on the Olympic squad, so he he might have a chance to, you know, he might work his way into the into the rotation in a couple of years. Well, that's great. I, w- I would be very happy to see that happen. Yeah. Okay. So Jonathan Gonzalez, it's another right. guy. Uh, Cesar Montes. Good. Yeah. Edson Alvarez. Uh, and the guy you mentioned, I keep forgetting his name. Alan Mos- there you go. And Jesus Angulo from Santos. Oh, they also he also mentioned Victor Guzman. So that's that's some of the guys that he he is promoting to make a jump to Bundesliga. Well, you know, you, you know that you know it it says more about the the name that isn't there. Than it does about the names that are there, and it's it was obviously oh. a, it's a trophies? La trophies, that's right. Oh. <laughs> oh man! You know the the trash talking Juanita made some comments about about La Chofis the other night that uh, I I cannot repeat even on this podcast. Oh, you know, and as a, and as a card carrying trophy chaser, ouch! It was, uh, yeah, it was. It was it was it was quite uh, yeah. It was it was quite shocking, quite shocking, honestly. No, but that's good though. That, that those are players who uh, you know definitely have the skill and the ability to succeed any anywhere in any league in the world. I think. So <clears throat> hopefully that'll uh, you know Mexico needs more of that. They need. You know, again, it's not just nice having, you know, 10 or 15 guys. You, you want to have 10 or 15 guys playing in La Liga. You want to have 10 or 15 guys playing in the in the Premier League. And, uh, you know, had, you know, playing in the Bundesliga. And in Serie A. That's, that's what Mexico national team... Fans should 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 aspire to that to have fifty sixty guys playing at at the at the highest levels of the sport. Mexico has that, then 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 you can start thinking about making it to a semifinal, not not a, not a quinto partido, a semifinal. Until that day arrives, though, Joel, uh, it's. Uh, it's a, it, it is a long way off, but it is, but it, but it is good to see. And and the, the other player that I wanted to mention, Joel, who uh, is someone who, uh, you know, you know, you might be you might be neighbors with is, is Carlos Vela, who is just uh, demolishing the MLS. Right? I mean, just absolutely just crushing it with uh, with you know, le queda chiquitito la liga. I mean, it's just. 
<laughs> it's, it, it really is. Uh, but but that's a good thing. <laughs> no, I, I think you're right, but it's a, it's a good for the image of Mexican players. Uh, we don't have that many that go and and that they're such a big influence, which is why everyone's been bullish on Jimenez. It's almost like an overnight sensation. He always had his fans, but now everyone seems to be big on Jimenez lately for what he's doing in EPL. And and I know people dislike MLS or, or we bring it down, but it's also important to to establish a presence in this league, uh, which sadly most Mexican players haven't been able to. It's been pretty sporadic. Campos, uh, you know, Claudio Suarez, but, but nothing to the level of what what Vela is doing. Yeah, and, and, and the fact that he's doing it with so much uh, just, you know, almost pedestrian ease is, uh, you know, it, it says as much about his quality as, as it does about the, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the overall quality of the league. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, you, you can read, you can read what you will from both of those things. But but he but he is but he is clearly you know at least at least at the start of the season but been been the league's best player. Yeah, you know? and and that's that's one team that I think um, it's one of the teams because MLS, you know, they're similar to Liga MX where you have the clubs that that go and build strong squads, and then the, the other ones that are just scraping by. Right. Uh, so LAFC is obviously one of the. Teams along with Galaxy that are they're committed. They're committed because Galaxy just brought in a a Costa Rican defender that was in Serie A, and most likely also a national team player. Uh, so you know they keep strength, strengthening their squad, and, and I'm and I'm guessing right now Galaxy I think it's the number one team in MLS, but but those two teams could be headed to Conca Champions next year. And uh, I would say that they would provide much more competition than than Kansas and yeah. and the like. And so, I mean, to see Vela, imagine, go up against uh, maybe Tigres or, or what? No, you, know, you, you, know, you, know, you know what you want to see, Joel. No, we're not. We're not there yet. <laughs> I would like to see Vela and Chivas, he said. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, I'm but... saying you want to see LAFC play Chivas. Oh, I would. I would love that. But, I mean, Ooh. and I'm sure it's going to happen. But, uh, honest, but... Honestly, Joel, what, how much, how, how much, how much conflict, how much conflicting, I'm not, not saying for you, but but how, how much conflicting emotion would there be in, 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 in Los Angeles if LAFC played Chivas? Honestly. Oh yeah, it would. It would for like a lot of the newer fans, you know, very much younger fans. Because LA is a Chivas town. It is. It is. But what's going on? It's that, and this is something I, I, I try to tell people. Like, it's cool if you don't like the league, but if you go to the stadium, you have a good time. There's some good, entertaining games, and there's nothing like seeing live football. Uh, and have, you been, have, you, have you been going to the LAFC games? What? No, I moved. Sadly, I plan with uh, Profe Cambia, and I will be making some plans to catch a few games, and then hopefully go to one of the 
Trafico matchups, which won't be till like June, I think. June or July. They're going to have to start playing that thing at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they will eventually. You're right, John. I do think it's going to get, it will get eventually to that point. Honestly, they would be, they would be stupid not to. to, to I used to play, you know, one of those a year there. Yeah, and I think, I think if they had one, they, they could easily draw about 50. You know? Here's, imagine, you know, you know how they do, uh, you guys, you have seen me post pictures when I go to the Texas OU game where they have, you know, one half of the fans are dressed entirely in orange and the other half are dressed entirely in red. Yeah. And then, of course, my favorite picture that I send out when when <laughs> when Texas wins and, and you see, you know, one half of a stadium completely full wearing orange and then <laughs> smattering of folks over on the other side because they've cleared out. You know, That's a you know it, it's a very interesting you, you bring that up. I haven't heard anyone say it. But and I'm thinking about it. and It's like, yeah, if they if they made some accessible tickets, you know, twenty bucks. I mean, cause cause look, you have Vela and 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 you have Slatan, man. You're not gonna well, get to who, see players of that caliber every day, and and right. and you don't have to be a fan of the teams. See, just to see those players, cause I mean, what they do is still phenomenal. I mean, I will go see them play at Cascarita. <laughs> so I mean. Uh, I do think if they were to have like something like that at the Rose Bowl, I think easily they could get about fifty to sixty thousand oh, fans. Oh, I bet you they'd get more than that. I bet you they'd get. I bet you they'd sell it out. Wow, wow, that's mighty bold of you, John. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, the timing also counts, you know. Well, sure, but I mean, if if they do it like in you know May June when there's nothing else going on. Yeah, well, the the matches. Um, it's like in June, I think. But I think there's the Gold Cup going to be being played around that time. Well, the uh, Gold Cup starts uh, uh, June 15. Yeah. I don't, do, you think, I do you think Bella's going to be playing for Mexico? I think he's going to be playing for LAFC. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, Tata didn't say anything. Uh, you're going to need him. Because, you know, uh, the guy that might not get called up is... Wait, wait, we might not need him. We have Jimenez, dude. Jimenez plus 10. Yeah. But, but, but uh, the, Chicharro won't because uh, his son is going to be born around that time. Yeah, the same Chicharro is not going to be there either. Yeah, well, because he said he rather, you know, he understands. Tata Martino said, well, I understand. And I'd rather he not get called up instead of, like, coming in and then having to leave and then coming back. Probably because he'll be too distracted. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. He seems open to it. I, I could see him, especially with the team. If they stay on on track with how they're playing, they they will be in a good spot. Where I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, it, just, I'm just going to stop you right there. Tichero, I think, has earned the right to do whatever the hell he wants if, with the, with the national team. Personally. I agree. If he if he wants to. You know, be on the team and then leave for a few days to go have the birth of his son and then, and then go back. I, I've, I, I have zero problem with that. But, you know. But you know what? You know what? Because he did that to get married. Uh, so unless well, Tata is looking up for Chicharo, could have been like, you know what? I'd rather not because of this. And I could see Tata just, 
you know, making the excuses for putting himself, shielding Chicharo from any criticism or whatnot. I mean, again, I just don't. Uh, I mean, I just don't see why. You know, I, I, again, I, I, I think Chicharo has earned the right to. No, I agree. Yeah, to, to, to make those kinds of decisions for himself, not the end. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. It's not set in stone, you know. I, I do think it's going to come down to to Chicharo, and so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, although it's it's likely that he will not, but if he doesn't. I don't think it would be because Martino told him don't, you know. Right. Uh, even though that's what he said, uh, I, I do think it'll be up to what Chicharo decides is best for him. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, there's a, you know, there's, there's a Raúl, there's. You know, Alexis Vega, who's, you know, just, you know, he's he's done so well for Chivas this year. Scoring uh, <laughs> all, uh, all three of their goals. No, but I mean, you know, if Chicharro plays or not, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it should be up to him. And, and you know, again, I think that he, uh, you know, he has, he has the jerarquia to, you know, to to have the, you know, t- 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 anyway, I, I, I just think that he should be, uh, if anyone deserves special privileges, I think it's a player like him, just because of, of, of how he's always played for the national team and, and uh, in, you know, friendlies and official matches. It's a, uh, he always delivers. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The Gold Cup uh, schedule did come out. I was I was mistaken last night. They actually opened up with uh, with Cuba at the Rose Bowl. Mexico does. So okay. So here's here's the question: Who 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 would sell out uh, or who would sell more tickets at Clasico at the Rose Bowl or a Mexico Cuba Gold Gold Cup match? Wait, which Clasico? El Tráfico. No, I'll say Mexico. Mexico, Mexico, Cuba. No, I'm Mexico, Cuba, Gold Cup, or El Tráfico. What event would sell more tickets? Yeah, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, I just think that the, there's still more passion for El Tri right now. But I think that's that's how Tráfico works to it. Host making the making that because man they only play like twice or whatever it, it's a new they just started playing last year you know they need to build it up they they still need time but this is one of the ways they do it you know they they make the match bigger than life you know sure instead of those twenty twenty k stadium hosted in a big stadium you know and 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 make a big deal about it and promote it. And uh, you know they have they have the players, they now have the players to do that. So I, I think they could build up to it where, where I could see that being a big thing in in the, in LA. You know, imagine that that would be a big thing where even people that that aren't that much into soccer will go see just because it, it became a thing. 
Right. Yes, John, I think that this is where I I call it a night. All right, Joel. Well, uh, it was, uh, you know, I was hoping we'd have other uh, other folks join us, but uh, it did not happen, Joel. But it was it was nice to be on with uh, with you. I think we covered a lot of the uh, a lot of the bases. Yeah, we did. Um, and next next week will be pretty interesting as the league comes to a close. We get a better and better picture of of what to expect, and we will need. Um, we need to bring in Wiso or another Leon Leon fan, and also I think we have the big Clásico Capitalino, all this Clásico talking. The Capitalino sub next, and it's gonna I, I, again to me it's gonna be a big deal for Cruz Azul. Yeah, Cruz Azul, who uh, has, has has quietly worked their way back into the uh, into the Liguilla picture, and will probably uh, get the the 26 point threshold uh, needed to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think they're at 19 right now, so uh, I think that that'll something that they'll be able. But they need they, it would they would take a big step in, in reaching that number if they if they pull off the big win against the Cruz America at at the Azteca, which of course is Cruz Azul's home uh, temporarily right now as well. So yes, we'll see how that uh, how that works out for them. Well, hold on. always a pleasure to have you here on the Cantina Mekis podcast, as you know, and uh, glad that uh, you were able to join us. Uh, we will uh, talk talk to you again next week, Hoyt. I have I have playoffs next week, so I'll be in I'll be in uh, Dallas and Oklahoma for most of the most of my week next week. We'll see will you that, be? Uh, I'm sorry. Will you be able to come on? Will you be able to come on the show? Uh, on, on some of those days, yes. Uh, it should it should be no problem. But uh, yeah, like on uh, on Thursday, uh, you know, the, the, that's something that I'll be able to do. Or a more midnight ride. Uh, well, we can certainly do that too. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much of our audience appreciates those, but I, I know I certainly appreciate them. <laughs> They're, uh, they're they are uh, they're, they're a lot of fun for me, even though sometimes my connectivity isn't as as good as yeah. it could be. They lost you a few times, <laughs> like three or four, man. Well, well, hey, I'm on the, you know, it's I'm, I'm on my hot my phone hotspot, so you know. Uh, okay. I think what I need to do is I need to teach you how to do this so that you set it up, and then I just call into you. That's true. That's true. So, Which that would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, okay. It, it would we'll be. work right, on that. All right, Hoy. Well, we will uh, we will we will turn you loose, and uh, turn our audience loose as well. So we do appreciate y'all joining us here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, my name is John Jagu. We will do this again uh, next week. We will uh, definitely keep you posted. And of course, you can listen to these uh, podcasts, have them delivered to you straight to your phone by subscribing on the uh, on uh, iTunes or on Google Play. That's uh, where we are. And of course, you can listen to it on our YouTube page as well. My name is John Jagu. We will talk to you guys next week. Thanks very much for joining us.